Hello, everyone. Welcome to 90s Court. My name is Andy Clodfelter. And I'm Lisa Monahan. And I already said the name of the show, even though the next thing that would be natural to say would be, and you're listening to 90s Court. <laughs> but guess so. what? We already know, you knew that, and we knew that, and we all, hey, happy belated Father's Day, happy, pep peps. Happy Dad Day to all happy of you daddy day. who enjoyed your daddy time. I I feel like the, the, here's the problem is that in recent memory, like I don't know when it was. I think it's just the invention of the internet has made it so obvious to everyone that daddy is just an overtly sexual statement. Correct. You cannot like our, our kids have called my husband daddy a few times. He was like, nope, nope. don't nope. like that. Please don't it's do that. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, yeah. how was your how was your how was your weekly? So was it real good? Um, you know, Andy, good might be a word used. At some point, we got our sure. big espresso machine. That was a big fucking deal for uh-huh. us this week. Uh-huh. What up? What so everything up? else that. was good too. Nothing bad. Oh, definitely like not a cracked molar from a baby slamming her head into my jaw. <laughs> that definitely not that. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure like it was. It was it, I'm in one of the situations where like I can't see it because I'm a, a myself. Mm-hmm. And and but like you put your finger on your tooth and like I think mm. it's wiggling but you're like is that my finger or is that the oh tooth? it's wiggling okay I was thinking it was like one where like you could feel like it was ground into like dust <laughs> like no it's... no she she didn't like like Hulk Hogan might I mean she pretty well did but like you know how when you think you have a tooth oh yeah you, brother <laughs> you put your finger on it and you're like is it my finger is it my tooth. What's wiggling? It is like, is it my finger just really fat and it's just moving a lot? So I'm going to let a dentist just take a look at it. Standard earth movement. Um, just, I heard that Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah, that's I don't it. Buy, I, don't, I don't know that shit, but everyone, <laughs> every time someone says, I'm like, oh, finally, I get it. I get it. Here's the thing I, don't, I could not tell you for the life of me what the fuck that means, but apparently it's, it, means, it means that people are allowed to be crazy. And it also means that space is a bitch. Space is a bitch and fucks with us here, even though we're completely unaware of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so my, how are you? Um, well, um, you know what's the thing is like, it's one of those weeks where like the week was just an absolute son of a bitch the entire week. Mm. But then like I got to the end of it and I was like, oh, good. Like I did a lot. You know, like it's, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like everything was such a piece of shit that you made it through. And like, you're like, OK, well, because of the fact that I did so much work this week, hopefully next week will be better. Which is a fool's errand to think that, but that's okay. Um, yes. Uh, so I don't know. Everything was pretty good. Um, I honestly, I love last week's episode, which is a super weird masturbatory statement to make. But I, <laughs> I thought last week's episode of Hook and Jumanji was one of our finest yet. Really? Yeah. That's one. I, I revisited the front end of it, and then kids around. It's like we cuss too much for me to listen to this in front of the kids. So we I got did through the front half. A I need lot. to. Yes. We did. Yes. And it was yeah. our first introduction to the to the time portal as well, which was great. Yeah. Um, which I don't think we're going to use again. I actually, uh, I have it right here, and I'm about to uh, break it down into parts. So, clink, I clink, see. Clink. No more time portal. <laughs> this is like reverse Animal Crossing. Those are me holding up the pieces. I love my sound effects on this show because every time I listen to it, I'm like, not even close. Like, not even. Not even swinging a miss. Not even filter. close to the sound I was looking for, and that last one I just did was just awful. So, um, hey, yes, I was just gonna say I have to laugh. Uh, I, I've mentioned my storm track Discord a few times on the mm-hmm. show. One of them remembered when I entered a chat room because, like I said, I don't always listen to our. Epi- I, I very rarely listen to our episodes after we release it. So I went into one of the the chat rooms this week, and one of them was like, "What's up, hot snack?" And I was like, 
what? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, everyone call her hot snack. And I was like, what's happening? He was like, in your episode about um, Totino's pizza pizza rolls rolls and bagels. And I was just like, I don't, I'm going to have to go back and circle back. I can tell you the exact reference because it was, (laughs) it was me saying that pizza rolls were the number one hot snack, which I thought was amazing. And you were like, like, that's impossible because I am. I am so, the number one hot sack. Well, yes. it, it apparently bled over into real life, and I do not remember my own jokes. And then I'm like, am I offended right now? I'm not offended. Are you hitting on funny. me? No. <laughs> so, hey, um, hey, as much as we've enjoyed talking about fucking nothing for, like, almost five minutes, um, we did want to first off bring in, uh, because we only bring these in every once in a while, but we love to have them, and we want to encourage people to leave these. So we do have some more Apple podcast reviews, some five-star reviews, mm-hmm. which it's funny to even note that they're five-star reviews because they're the only ones we've ever gotten. <laughs> so the only ones we've gotten That's are not true. No. Okay, that's true. Lisa, tell me a story about the time that we got a non-five-star review. We got a non-star five, mm, non-five-star five. review from someone. Guess who it was? It I, was me. <laughs> I did it. I don't know how I did it. I guess I was like, well, I must have been feeling off about the show or something that day or just clicked the wrong damn button. But <laughs> I accidentally gave my own show a three-star My exact – the reason that we found this out – just this – I'm sorry. This is a tangent for everybody. But so we found funny, this out – I was just like, I remember the day it happened. I was like, oh, that's weird. Somebody gave us a three-star review and no comment. Like, it's such a random thing to just be like, this show's fine. Like, not, <laughs> like, even yeah. take the time to leave it. And then, like, several weeks later, I just was, like, looking through the reviews for whatever reason. And I saw that there was three stars next to Lisa's review. And I was like, what the fuck, Lisa? Apparently, you must have just hopped on Apple Podcasts at some point and accidentally clicked three stars and then just didn't check anything ever again we are our own worst critics yeah so it, it has since so. then been changed and we are now um sporting those five stars so yes let me read you a couple of our more recent reviews because we have gotten several recently um this Thanks, one guys. one of my favorites five stars this podcast is always a fun listen i love true crime podcast podcast wow words and this is mm-hmm. always a good palate cleanser when you don't want something too heavy accurate even when you're a fan of what they're talking about even when you aren't a fan of what they're talking about the episode is still enjoyable well thank you i i genuinely appreciate it because there's a lot of times that people just kind of skip to the ones they're like oh i know these shows and i want to hear about that the thing is is that some of the best content is is on episodes that are just like fucking nonsense like we cover some Mm -hmm. we cover some intentionally bad things on this show because unfortunately not everything was good in the 90s um, not everything. Most things. Eh, eh. Then well. I have another one. Oh, and that was from Tex six one seven. There's somebody from your neck of the woods, Lisa. Oh, Chris. Thank you, okay. Tex six one seven. Next one. Give me all the nostalgia! Exclamation Whoa. point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Five stars. Love this podcast. Love the memories and stories. Great concept with the court theme. Was hooked after the real world versus road rules episode. Always looking forward to what comes next. Keep it up. And it looks like that's actually from one of our friends at With My Next Pick podcast, um, which I've recently listened to some of their stuff, and it is um, hilarious as well. Um, In case you're not familiar, I'll give a quick random plug to them for no reason. They are kind of a show where it's some friends that they do random subjects, and they will do like a draft of like four or five different things. And then they, similar to us having the voting thing, they'll have people vote on 
you know, what their favorite of those things is. Um, oh. Like, for example, they did one that was 90s movies. And I remember Lisa and I chimed in and kind of commented on the fact that Twister was not on the list, on anyone's list. And we were very I disappointed. I stood up. I stan. I'm a Twister stan. Twister She's a stan. Twister stan. Mm-hmm. So, again, thank you guys so much for your wonderful reviews. We appreciate it. And, again, if you would like to be on the show, we can also, uh, if you leave us a five-star rating and review, um, we could we might be reading yours on a future episode as well. So, Gotta now that we're it. done with all of the politics, um, <laughs> we're going to get down politics. to business. Yes, this horrible politics we've been covering. Um, yeah. So, first up, Lisa, I believe I went first last week. So, why don't you tell us about your thing this week? My thing is special. My thing is something that I wasn't sure was popular enough for us to do a court case on, but I'm like, I'm just gonna go ahead and steal it and do it now because I'm I'm not sure. Mine is like one of the most iconic fashion statements of the '90s. Okay, and that is the hypercolor shirt. Did you ever have one of these? Do you know what a hypercolor shirt is? Um, maybe. Can you elaborate hi- on it? Sure. So hypercolor shirts are like. Well, let me just hit my notes. Hypercolor shirts hit the world by storm in 1991, and they were manufactured by a company based out of Seattle. Of course it was. So essentially, the clothing is made out of fabric that contained thermochromic pigment that changed between two colors. Oh. And it would be one color when it was cold and another color when it was warm. What was it called one more time? Hypercolor. All all one word. Um, I didn't write down the name of the company. I think it was like Genera or... I don't know, something like that. Um, But essentially... You could put your hand on your shirt and boom, handprints on your shirt. Oh, okay. I think uh, I've seen I've seen jokes made about this only because there would be ones where the shirts just clearly had boob marks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Just, and like I saw a couple of commercials for it and like that's that's essentially all people would do is like just put their hand like like there was one commercial for the company that I'm, I'm referencing the one out of Seattle starts with a G whatever it was. They had a commercial that was like people dancing in the club and like they put their hands on their dress and boom, you'd have like handprints. And there was a different commercial called like Jeans West or something like that. And mm-hmm. their hypercolor shirt was like straight up right off the bat, like moaning at the beginning of the commercial, like a, a, a couple, like a, a man and woman, like rolling around in bed. And then like, you've got her handprints on the back of the shirt. And it's like, yo, it is 1991. Do you want documentation <sighs> of your sexual assault? Exactly. Of your sexual assault. Oh my shirt. gosh. I'm like, it's just, it's just, it was just a crazy idea for a shirt. And it was so fucking hot in the 90s. And so essentially you could unfortunately, permanently damaged the shirt if you, like, washed it in too hot water or ironed it in a certain way or tumble-dried it or anything like this. But this shit was everywhere. And the company that made this, I think, I'm, shit, I've got the tab open right now. It's Genera. So I was right, Genera. They could not hold up, like, like, they could not catch up with demand for their products. So, like, was it between February and May of 1991, they sold more than $50 million worth of garments in hypercolor. Okay. Garments. And then they went bankrupt. Yeah. And then they went bankrupt in 1992 for mismanagement. And then, of course, people were probably like, this is whack. This was like super fun for like a second. Uh, and then it, the demand dropped. But so, in theory, it's a really cool idea fabric that changes color, kind of like tie dye based on heat. The only downside is that not only like if you had a quick, oh, hello, with your boyfriend or something and ended up with like palm prints on your boobies, if you yeah. sweat a lot, mm. that is unfortunate because it would heat up 
under your armpits and just look i mean it would be like well yeah you're hot under your armpits because you're a sweaty mm-hmm. monster person and so it wasn't i don't know it's just like why why are you pink every like why are you pink are in your you armpits pink? the shirt was supposed to be blue but i'm sweating too much you know it's pink <laughs> i hate myself um so i can't imagine that in a place like texas with a hot climate like we have that this was terribly popular for very long because of how hot it is um but in i mean it was a great idea and ish but <laughs> do yourself a favor i mean look up some of the commercials for hypercolor t-shirts i did i don't remember any of them because i think i was just a hair too young i'm glad i was definitely too young for the one by jeans west or whatever it was so um hypercolor fabric can i tell you something that, that just this yeah. is the, like it's just my my brain is just a cesspool of terribleness i was just mm-hmm. thinking if they made like short shorts of these and like oh. and like first i was thinking like Man, if you had swamp ass or something like that for like some time, like is like really yeah. hot, like your butt would just be like just so color changed. And then I thought like if it wasn't that way and you just ripped a huge fart, if it would <laughs> have like a color change in your butt, because that's like, where my brain went with that, because I'm seven. I would hope that they they probably did make shorts of it. I hope they I okay. This is my new goal in life is to get a hypercolor pair of shorts. I'll Good. find hypercolor fabric, make myself a pair of shorts, and then eat a lot of Mexican food. And I'll report back, Andy. I will tell you yeah. how it goes. It feels like this really so. was just an invention that was made for people like, hey, I want to go to the club, and I want to have documentation of how many people like couldn't keep their hands off me because I was so sexy. <laughs> like yeah. I can't think of any other reason. I mean, I, except that like people are like, whoa, that's cool. Because it is a cool effect. Like, wow, like that's cool that my shirt can do that. But yeah. like beyond that, it's like this is just like, it's like a lot of toys in the 90s and stuff that are just like, this is a cool concept. All right, I'll move on to the next thing, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's exactly they, – they, they, they peaked, and then they crashed right back into yeah. Earth. And that is the story of Hypercolor. Hypercolor. Short and sweet. All right. All you need. So, Short and sweat. Um, so Lisa's done with her thing, so you know what that means, gang. Punting it over to Andy. It means that it's my turn to say things. And – Rather than do the tease that I traditionally would do, I'm just going to start you off with, here's the thing. This commercial came into my brain over the weekend, and I, at some point, thought, I wonder if that was during the 90s. I don't know why, for some reason, I thought it might have been the 2000s, because it wasn't even close. It was not even close to the 2000s. so then I looked it up like a day later when I remembered it again because I almost forgot it and I'm so glad that I remembered it. Um, okay. And uh, so I'm just going to play a quick commercial for you that uh, has in one way, shape, or form stuck in my brain this song for a very long time. Oh my gosh. You suck, Dad. Dad, you're a piece of shit. You're a stepdad. Watch a pro. Um. So yeah, like honestly, Gator like golf. I'm going to tell you this. I never owned this ever, but I saw the commercial so many fucking times, and the song just stuck in my head so so easily that I 
had it come into my head for no reason over the weekend this weekend, just like not even trying to think of 90s stuff, just just happened to come into my head. So if, for those of you who do not know what Gator Golf is, Gator mm-hmm. Golf is basically like, think of just like, you know, like people in business offices, they'll have like a, like a little uh, putting green or something like that where they just, you know, hit a ball and it goes into the hole or whatever. But mm-hmm. instead of that, it's a plastic gator with a open mouth that, uh, like, one of the mouths, like, goes down to the ground, and it's like a slide that the ball mm-hmm. can go up to and then goes into its gullet, which then it's goes gullet. back onto its tail that is open, and then it flings the ball back to you. I can tell you this. I'm almost positive that it probably very rarely came back to you directly. <laughs> Like, I am almost positive there was no accuracy in this fucking toy. Um, but basically, like, it's uh, the original one. So back in the 90s, it spun. So, like, it would not only, like, would it be um, just sitting there waiting for you to hit it in and then it would throw it back to you. It would spin in circles and stuff and kind of, like, do some motion and stuff so it would make it a little bit tougher. And apparently their dad sucked at that because he just totally whiffed. And that was this, a football that man. That kid was probably, like, four so, like, I'm really impressed by his golf game. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Gator Golf's children's miniature golf game was company was uh, was released in 1994 by Milton Bradley. Um, let's see. Uh, evidently was made by the exact same toy maker who developed another game in 1990 for one that I'm going to cover in the future. I've seen it every time I look up, like, 90s games. This comes up, and I just never feel motivated to do this yet is mm-hmm. Crocodile Dentist, which is also a yes! game that was existed, but it was like just there was te- you pulled out teeth and stuff in there. And no, you pushed them down. You pushed them down, and then sometimes it would bite you, Yeah, um, which is fun. So Ish. eventually, That was such an easy game, though. Yeah, so he eventually then they made, uh, let me see, then they came out with Gator Golf to Milton Bradley. They were like, fuck yeah, give me that shit. And it was uh, came out in 1994 and debuted at the... American International Toy Fair and became one of the most popular children's toys in the 1994 Christmas season. Um, it was released again in 2008 without the ability to spin, so it was a lot cheaper to make. Um, so it did come out later again, but the original one with the OG was, the, I mean, the song just fucking got me. Like, again, like I said, I never bought it and I never thought about buying it, um, but, like, it's just one of those things that it's amazing how much a song can stick with you for so long because that's one of my favorite things lately has been looking up ones with cool commercials or memorable commercials that Mm -hmm. that pop in my head because uh man i just miss i miss commercials being fun like that i'm sure if i was watching jingles yeah yeah. i mean maybe i was watching kids channels still i would see them more like serial commercials and stuff like that but yeah back then it was like everywhere no, don't be fooled. Everything nowadays is just like Christina Aguilera, just like breath moaning everywhere, being like, cereal. Uh, 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 and that's a commercial these days. <laughs> I'm not going to vet that. I'll just have to take your word for it because. Take my word for it. Nickelodeon is like one step away from like. From sex Lodian. So, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's they not did, a great. I mean, I it's know. not a clever name, but it is a name. They're like, we got to We got to just get down to brass tacks. Let's go ahead and cut sex loading. You can't say cut the cheese. That's not the right phrase. Damn it, Lisa. Damn it. Cut the cheese. Cut the cheese. Don't cut the cheese. Just farts. Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sugar cereal. There it is. I, I don't know. Like, I'm assuming this is in reference to something that I have no I knowledge just, of. I'm just, 
And when I go visit my mom, we don't have cable at our house, but my mom does. Mm. And so when we go there, she has Nickelodeon on for the kids. And I'm like, Papa bless, mama gets a break. And so, but the commercials are on and I'll just have them on in the background. I was like, this is trash. No, like my, my kids are weird and fantastic, but they have not been exposed to horrible commercials their whole lives. Like that's, I, that's why specifically why I pay for like YouTube premium so that if we're watching videos or like they're not getting the ads every single fucking video, you know? And so it's like this, this work. And I got a degree in advertising. I'm like, no, keep that shit out of my house. Like. It's a trash can. Yeah. This is yeah. a quick shout out to anybody on uh, Facebook or Twitter. If you do, this is one thing I will say, at us, if you have any examples of current commercials that you've seen that are kids' commercials that are just fucking atrocious, um, we would love to hear about modern day commercials that are just yeah. the worst. 90s, 90s, we kept it under wraps. We had jingles and it was cute and it was like just a bunch of alligators and fish games. And now it's like, plant the IUD in your... There's or, no way that that's okay. That seems like a non-kid not. commercial, but okay. Nickelodeon going hard. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I've, I've super tangented in a weird way. That, this is not related to that's what Gator we're here Golf for. at all. That's what we're here for. Hey, uh, so that's the end of the things. But I did want to make one more quick message. Um, once again, uh, I think the third episode in a row, uh, we have a new bailiff, a new Patreon <gasps> member yes. who joined this past week. Um, and it is a personal friend of mine, and I'm super excited. It was so cool because, like, you know, we talk and stuff like that, but it, I, I don't like telling talking about my podcast. It's just – it's I don't like doing that because then it's like people are like, oh, like I just haven't listened yet. And I'm like, I don't care if you listen. I just was mentioning because it's a hobby of mine, you know. But so yeah. so he just randomly, like – asked me what the name of it was at one day and I just was like here you go and that was it and then all of a sudden like he's listened to just a ton of episodes and was like messaging me about it and then all of a sudden I say bing uh, you have a new patron and so uh, welcome Nate uh, for uh, thank you so much for joining at the bailiff level hopefully you're enjoying some of the bonus content we have up there um, we will be coming out with some new bonus content very soon um, for our June uh, Patreon exclusive episode uh, so thank you Nate and of course all the Wonderful bailiffs that support us on Patreon. We love you guys. We love you. You guys are the best. Now, what say you we take a break? We could use one, and then we'll come back and fucking walk into court. We're going to fucking What's crush up? it book style. Book, book style. I like it. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't we'll get it, but I like it. We'll discuss it more once we get in there. I was going to take a comment, and then I was like, no, we'll talk about that when the episode, when we get to the court case. But All right, all gang. Right. We'll catch you in a little bit. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, we're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries Podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast. The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolve Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. Welcome back from the break. You made it. We did. You're back with us. Welcome. We're here. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we had... 
we have a, a fun week. That I, I am very interested in talking about this court case this week. But first, we must hit polls from last week. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I, I have to admit, uh-huh. every single week I have amnesia. I'm like, wait, what did we hmm. talk about? What was last? What did I research yeah, and like, watch last I, week? So. Like usually, like because I I read up just the quick show notes or whatever, and I just look on there and I'm like, oh yeah, I have to get the poll results. So I hop on Facebook and Twitter, and it's almost always like, especially because Twitter usually it wraps up. We do a two day poll for that. Facebook is just kind of like indefinite. Forever, it's still going. So Some say it's still. Going. I always <laughs> hop on to Facebook, and I'm like, oh, that's not the last number I saw. And this week in particular, it changed a lot. <laughs> so yep, I so, like when that um, happens. Polls from this past week for use for for use for those of you who do not recall were Hook versus Jumanji, uh, two Robin Williams classics. Facebook, um, after being the opposite direction for basically the entire like for like five days, Jumanji was winning this poll, um, and apparently uh, somebody said nay, and by somebody <laughs> I mean several people, uh, several, because several people because suddenly Hook came back. Uh, with a vengeance, and took Facebook uh, 53% to 47%. Hook won over Jumanji. Uh, Twitter was a little more consistent, uh, but uh, similar result was 56% to 44% Hook over Jumanji. Um, And I think it's just as someone who actually watched the film recently is someone who says, I think you got it wrong. <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, I've done this multiple this. times lately as just being like, thanks for voting in the polls. You were mistaken. <laughs> you yeah. voted for the thing that I represented, and I'm just telling you you're wrong. It's true. <laughs> people, but, what was it? Pizza rolls one? I guess I didn't see Jumanji, though. I just saw Hook. I just remember watching Hook and was just like, God, like, is this over yet? Like, it was just, um, like I said, it's, it's, it had so much nostalgia with me, but oh, and yes, pizza rolls did win as well, and I also that was the one where I voted for bagel bites. <laughs> got it. Got to vote for them. The pizza butts. Give me them pizza buttholes. Pizza buttholes. So give me them pizza buttholes. So, that's your. That's the new jingle. Give bagel me them bites. pizza buttholes. So yeah. I think I had mentioned. Um, I was talking to Lisa recently about the fact that I've been reading more books lately, um, which have been it's been a really fun experience of just sitting and having some quiet time. And so I have a few other books here with me today. That was the sound of me opening a book. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, wait, something just fell out. It must have been my bookmark. Wait a minute. There's words scrawled on here. <laughs> hey, something just came across my desk. <laughs> ba dum bum ba dum bum Oh boy. Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Uh, this was the weird thing week, was Yeah, go ahead, Lisa. You can say it. No, 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 no. No, I'm just I'm just saying this I was that was my sentence this week. <laughs> this week. <laughs> that was my sentence. Um so here's the crazy thing was that it occurred to us like we were just thinking because we you know we we kind of look back on our past episodes because we we do movies pretty frequently because they're the, the most plentiful. Um, to do mm-hmm. and there's so many good ones we still have left to, like so many good movies to cover but don't worry guys they're on the docket it's kind of like promise. An every other or every t- other two that we do a movie usually so that's come up pretty frequently and tv shows have been pretty bountiful too but we kind of were looking and we're like well what can we do that you know is a tv show maybe and then we were thinking about that and then we thought wait what about something we just haven't done any of yet which is fucking books um and so I was thinking back on books, and I was thinking of actual literature at first. And then I saw I saw, I Spy was in the 90s, and I was like, huh, 
I wonder what else. And then I was like, wait a minute, where's Waldo? And I looked up and I was like, yep, where's Waldo? And the majority of those books were made in the 90s too. So uh, we found a pairing, two pairing of books that were absolutely not literature, <laughs> but not nonetheless. Which is to say, a book that Lisa likes, me likey, I like so those, many picture. I like those books where you just look at stuff. You don't have you to comprehend things. That I, you ever look at stuff, bro? It's good, man. It's good. It's good you never shit. know what you find if you open your eyes. Yeah. Lisa's so. super woke. She was woke as a child as well. Uh, yeah. So, putting it out there. Needless to say, um, as you might know from the title, uh, we will be covering I Spy and Where's Waldo. And I have elected to cover probably. It's one of those ones that there's a lot of nostalgia around it, but it's not nearly the prominent figure that Where's Waldo is. But I am yeah. going to be covering I Spy this week. And I do mention that because <laughs> Lisa did ask me, like, at the break. Am I covering Where's Waldo? <laughs> I said, yes, you're covering Where's Waldo. This feels like something you should know about. <laughs> like, I'm just double checking because this mo- like literally this morning I was yeah. like, so I'm covering I Spy, right? You're like, no, I was. I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I wanted to give you the easier one to cover. Kind of yeah, it's been a crazy week. So, yeah. so, hey, gang, I'm here to talk to you guys about I Spy. Now, for those of you who don't recall, it was... Similar to Where's Waldo in the sense that it was your, you know, picture books where you are looking for things. It's a game very much, just as much as a book. Um, The difference being that where Where's Waldo was um, animations or drawings, I guess I should say. Illustrations. I Spy was very, very dope pictures. Now, people will look at... Is that the descriptor you would use? Dope pictures, yes. Now, here's the thing. It, in retrospect, you'll look at them and say, wow, these are really mundane pictures. But, like, the at the time, like, photography was not great. And the fact that they, the person had to put together these fucking, like, sets of stuff, like, mm-hmm. with all of this shit and everything like that, and found it a way to make it so that it was so well positioned that things were actually hidden, um, was actually a bigger labor of love than you would have expected. And I found out about because I watched this video featuring the guy who literally did all of the photography for iSpy um, and kind of them ta- a person talking about his work and like the amount of time he would spend on different things. And I was like, holy shit, I never even thought about how big of a process this was. So iSpy okay. came out, uh, started with the first original iSpy, which came out in 1992 by Scholastic Books. Um, and just to give you a little bit of backstory on the person who uh, came out with it and kind of the history of iSpy. Um, so all of the images I mentioned are created with real objects. Um, the photographer's name is Walter Wick. And so he was kind of the mastermind behind all of this. Um, so he, before he started iSpy, was a commercial photographer in NYC. Um, and so one day he was cleaning up his studio uh, where he'd take pictures of things. And so as he was doing that, um, he just saw these nuts and bolts and stuff on you know on his table and he's like i'm just going to kind of arrange these in a really cool way um in a very like almost artistic way and then he just took a picture of them and then used that as kind of like a um a logo for his business just to kind of show like a sample of his work and for some reason this author named gene marzolo um who had a magazine called let's find out which was for kindergartners saw this work and said like hey do you want to help me make a book like make a you want to help me like put this in one of our magazines and and you can like be a featured have one of your photos featured 
and it'll be kind of like a game for kids. And so they did this in one of their magazines, and Scholastic Books saw this and said, fuck yeah, bro, let me get some of that. And so, of course, <laughs> both Marzolo and uh, Wick were hired on to basically put together this entire series. Now, I will say this, Marzolo's work in the product project is, I think, probably the least imaginable amount of work you could possibly think of. Because writing for a book that just says, I spy a dog that is brown... A, like, like, let me give you some examples of what you would yeah. expect to see in an I Spy book. I Spy a clock, a birdhouse, a duck, five thimbles, a plane, two fish in a truck, a big red apple, a zebra jeep, stop, go, and beep, beep, beep. Now, I know that there is a little bit of a rhyme scheme to that, but I cannot imagine that would take more than an hour to, <laughs> to come up you with these so. pages. No, the publisher's like, dude, we haven't heard from you in about... 31 days are you okay he's like i'm just i've got writer's block it's just really hard it's just it's describing a picture are you cool no i am not yeah i'm not good everything's bad so but yeah so walter wick was kind of the all-star in this thing and again i know it seems like and that's the thing is i was making fun of it when i first looked at this because i'm like it's just a dude who just takes pictures of just bullshit on a table like but i'm like when i found out about how much work went into creating these like works basically just like him having to take these very small things right like he had to take these very small things and intricately design them and redesign them and stuff until he was like yes this is perfect it has the best eye feel which is a terrifying thought to think about is the eye feel of Mm. something Um, and also you know because he would be told like what the hidden objects were going to be ahead of time so he would design this entire like backdrop and then he would as he's finishing up then kind of sneak them in there in different places so so the i'm sorry so you're saying that the the you the which came first the author or the illustrator you said the ills the author would would give so so i think um so he would de- i'm sorry he would decide ahead of time like i think i'm gonna have these things be the hidden okay. things so he would make them and say like hey we're gonna have this 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 and this and then they would kind of make like a poem out of it like a semi okay like and this thing is some of them were not even that like it's a very nope. rough poem like just the slightest bit of a rhyme maybe um so he would put them together and uh and make these photos and now the props sets and lighting would create a very immersive scene because I will say, like, looking back after reviewing this and looking at some of the different pictures, I was like, you know, like, that's not an easy thing to do to get, like, the perfect lighting, especially in the 90s whenever it's not, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of digital enhancements and stuff. Um, He used a large format camera to photograph each scene, which made 8 by 10 photos of each scene, which created for extremely high quality, like, depth, so you could see um, a lot more detail in each picture when he looked at them. So... Um, here's the most amazing thing that I read <laughs> that I saw, okay. which is that Wick would spend a couple days to several weeks on building the sets before photographing them for each book. So each page took him two days minimum to several weeks to put the entire thing together, which is wild to me. Because when I first saw this, I was like, he just threw some fucking junk on a table and was like, here you go. Um but no, he put like a lot of time making them pretty cool. And again, these are for kids; they're not for adults or anything like that. So, but it is it is interesting. Like these ones, I would say, are easier than Where's Waldo's. But I think there's a lot more replayability on these because they have False. these different. Okay, fair. Um, I spy a clock, a birdhouse, blah blah blah. You can also just change that and just be like, 
um, when you're like a kid, you could be like, hey, find the like you find something in the picture and say, um, I spy. And then you could just say what you spy. And then the other friend has to find it. Because I think we did that, too. Like after the initial game that's on the bottom of the pages was done, you could just play I spy because there's so much shit in every picture that you could mm -hmm. do some replayability on it. Now, that being said, it is just a picture book game. But most of the time what it would be is it's a very large, thin book. And when you open it, it was two pages, obviously, ne back ne next to each other. And those two pages would encompass the entire pi like picture, you know, right. would be in one right. picture. So, And I think that was pretty similar with Where's Waldo as well. Um, so... Yeah, so then Gene would write the words, which again was not a ton of work, not a ton of work involved. So, um, just to go over kind of the history of I Spy beyond the initial book, of course, okay. there it became available later on for Windows PC, Nintendo DS, Nintendo Wii, the iOS App Store, Game Boy Advance. Um, there's a bunch of different video games that later on came that were versions of I Spy um, that came out, and they've still been coming out with, with products for quite some time. Um, as far as the books, so the classics to start out with were I Spy, I Spy Christmas, I Spy Funhouse, I Spy Mystery, I Spy Fantasy, I Spy School Days, I Spy Spooky Night, I Spy, I spy Treasure Depression, Hunt. I Spy um, a Divorce. There was, I spy yeah. <laughs> I Spy a Divorce is like, just each, <laughs> each, each one, like the kid is learning a little <laughs> bit more about why mommy and daddy aren't happy. <laughs> Like, I spy uh, cancer. I spy condoms on the floor? What's going like, on? Oh, I spy a new dad. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so then I think, so then those were largely from 92 to 96. He did have one of those ones that I just mentioned was in 99. But then Challengers, he came out with a Challengers series, which these were like um, a little bit more difficult, obviously, than the other ones. Um, and then there was a lot of smaller ones like uh, Paperback Readers. Um Let's see. Some board game books that were, um, I don't know what that consisted of, but it was uh, it was one of those things that, like, especially as a kid, like, just seeing one with, like, a very big, like, a big book with pictures on it, like, mm -hmm. especially at, like, Scholastic Book Fairs, because you know Scholastic Book Fairs are repping their own shit for sure, like. Yup. So, like, so you know I Spies were all up in that biz. Um, so Ugh. they did receive a fuckload of, um, you know, accolades and stuff for their products, but it's one of those things where they're never going to win like best novel or anything like that. So they're not going to have like fucking Pulitzers or anything. But are you sure? Are you sure about that? Okay, all right. It's for I Spy, I should say. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I mean for I. I okay, I think you were hinting this, that where's Waldo's? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I've been, I've been huffing and puffing because I, as a kid, and to this day, I hate I Spy books. I hate everything about i spy books this is one of those cases that you're like this is just a little fun it's like no i have boiling blood rage distaste and hate for i spy books i've you, never liked them why don't you why don't you go into that Lisa? why don't you sit I, on the couch for a little bit the, and tell us about the, that yeah okay whenever you're ready doc Fuck those pictures. Those pictures sucked. I hated the dude's photography <laughs> style. I hated the shit that he brought into the pictures. The dolls? I don't know. Could you've gone into my nightmares and pulled out anything fucking worse? No? Okay, what about all the clown ones? Like, could, could you have stuffed any more, like, emotionless clown dolls in any of your pictures ever? No? Okay, what about all the teddy bears just staring at you from the side? Or, like, and it was just all... Andy, 
I have so many feelings about this. This it's is ridiculous. I have not I seen a single it. picture of any of the things you're describing. It's usually like, no, like the, a bunch no. of building blocks and like toy cars and just, tacks and just, stuff like that. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I so irrationally hate I Spy mm. books. I remember not liking them as a kid. And I go back and look at them now. And like this whole time you were oh, talking, still. I was going through I Spy pictures. It's like, nope, hate it. Nope, hate it. Hate your stupid blocks. Hate your chintzy 99 cent store Mickey Mouse toy. I just, the, it was just the color. And I think it was just because it was such crazy, like really strong primary colors a lot, which makes sense. You're appealing mm -hmm. to the senses of children. This is a children's book. But even as a child, the target audience, I was like, I do not like this. I do not like it. Hmm. I do not like it. Man, I guess maybe you're just, uh, just a, a little bitch. bit. Maybe you're just a little <laughs> bit smarter than all the other kids, then, huh? No, I just, I just, it no, was just, fine. it was no, the, cool. it was the quality. I mean, I'd like all, to personally all, apologize all, to all of our fans <laughs> who did enjoy these books for being dumb for liking. These I books. never said you. I never said you're dumb for liking <laughs> it. I hate. I hated the things that this person spent so much time on. The quality of light, the layout of it, like all those things. I, I. Listen, I I'm not saying you're dumb. So I just want to say that the guy who fucking put these things together wasted his fucking time. <laughs> he didn't. He, it was perfect for some people. It just never struck sure. my fancy. It just. I, I just I love this it. tirade so much because it is like you could put a gun to my head and say, "Tell me something that Lisa hates," and I spy books would never have been on there <laughs> as something that you could go on a fucking tirade for five minutes about. I hate them. I hate the quality of the light and the things that, or the, the writing and the fonts that they used, and I hate it. To think and that I you just, were completely willing to cover I Spy too, not revealing your absolute undying hatred for them. Because I, because I was like, I can make fun of it, uh -huh. right? I can make fun of it. I don't find. And you sat here, you're like, Andy's just talking about how they're good. So He's, what kind of it? No, yeah. I just. I do want to hear about. I, I do. I am done with I Spy. I don't have a lot to talk about other than that. But I do want to hear about fucking where's Waldo. Okay, let me make sure I'm done bitching about I Spy. There okay. was something no, please, I thought go. I was going to bitch please, about. Please, we need more. Fucking. Where's Waldo? Just, I just, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Something about the photography itself gave me like a really sad feeling in my heart every time I looked at the pictures. I can't like, it, like it just made me feel bad. Lonely. And I cannot explain. Like, like it just made me feel in a different place that wasn't a happy place. I was like, I don't like your world that you're photographing. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel weird. And, and I spy has, I, I don't know. Maybe I spy like broke my family up or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's like something deep in my soul. That's like, never, never. I will say this. When I thought I was covering I spy books, I looked it up on YouTube and there is someone called like YouTube HD recordings or something that uploaded them. Mm -hmm. And it made me laugh really hard. Cause it's like it's the, 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 the account name is like YouTube HD recordings and the video quality is shit. <laughs> And and it's just him like flipping through pages. I was like, this is not you're not living up to the name of your account. But mm -hmm. thank you for putting all the I Spy books up on. Oh, YouTube. I did see that one where he's just you quietly. Did? He was just like had a fucking like cell phone. I'm like, how yes. have like not, so not many thousands of people seen this? I know. Yeah. Everyone's like, this really takes me back. Thanks for uploading. I was like, this I do not garbage. thank you for this. So, okay, let me whew, exhale. Where's get I Spy out of my system. Where's Wally? I don't esta. Don't you mean where's Wally? Because that's what it's fucking called. Ue, 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 where it came from. Uh, 
Where's Wally originated at 87 for, in the UK, but it's called Where's Waldo in North America. Um, it is, it is, if you do not know what Where's Waldo is, somehow it is a children's puzzle book created by an English illustrator named Martin Handford. And essentially, Waldo himself is just a skinny dude in a red and white striped hat and a red and white striped shirt and a little puff on the top of his hat. And he's got little skinny blue jeans and he has a magic cane. Um, and, and he would just be absolutely buried in these He looks like he would seas. live in Portland. He does look like he... Like if you in Portland. if you yeah. didn't if he didn't have the crazy red stripes and everything like that that's so terrible mm-hmm. if he's wearing anything else like I would be like this dude like just he just looks like a hipster kind of guy. Did I go on a date with him in two thousand nine in Seattle? Probably, probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> highly likely. So this little dude would just be buried in this chaotic two page just like your book two pages of just really detailed illustrations and so he would just be i mean there would just be crazy scenes all over there and there would be all these like red herrings of other people dressed in red and white mm-hmm. or like um decorations or towels or whatever in the scene um and it would just be like a crazy sea of like candy cane bullshit and like but where's our boy waldo right so uh waldo himself was created by hanford in 1986 when he was prompted to create a character with peculiar features to be a focal point in like his pictures of big crowds. Okay. And so he created Wally, who is apparently a world traveler and quote unquote time travel aficionado. I don't Do they have a lot of know. where there, was there like a the the lesser known book where they show fucking Wally on the on the grassy knoll? Yeah, like like here's here's uh um, oh, Here's Wally at a rally for Adolf Hitler. <laughs> just oh like, oh shit! It's like super easy to find him, but why is he there? No one like like knits like a red and white knit fabric was not yet okay. That's fine. That's fine. This is weird. I don't know how I feel about this, but yeah, he was just this little red and white skinny red and white uh, sweatered skinny dude, and he would just be hiding in these these illustrations. Now, much like your dude, my dude. Hanford spent a lot of time on these illustrations as well. So these two-page illustrations could take up to eight weeks to create. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. So, which makes sense. I, yeah. I cannot – like, your thing makes sense. I think it's the fact that mine was so such a disconnect from what I expected that that's why I made such a big deal about the length of time it took. Eight weeks does seem to make sense. Like, I, I think I think it would be really tough to go th- – but it's also fun because, like, my husband got a, uh, a German book like this – um, it's not called that, but it's it's the same kind of thing. You're not searching for someone. It's just a two-page fold-out um, of just scenes. And everywhere you look, every time you look, you see something new. Like, And the ones that he got that are German are like um, a little more risque. So you'll see like someone peeing in the woods and then Ooh. you'll be like – someone's a la little la. busty or yeah so it's it's a little i mean i don't he didn't intentionally buy it because it was that way but that's just kind of the um, <laughs> i the didn't little, figure it's like i love those tits right. okay, I, I love those weird german <laughs> illustrated titties um so wally let's see the the where's wally book was published the first one was published on september 21st 1987 and then became very popular in the united states shortly thereafter so wally also underwent name changes in other regions and like some of those crazy. names right yeah so in croatian he was jura uh he was valdic in czech walter in german charlie 
in yeah. French. Charlie. And- Uwe Charlie. I'm just like, Charlie. Not even close. <laughs> to no, like, like Jonathan. No, no, that's not. And then Ubaldo. Ubaldo in Italian. So the franchise grew to include a television series in 1991, which I like, I've got that buried somewhere deep in there. Like, I probably saw it on, but did not watch it. It was not going to be something that I watched. It also had a comic strip. Which makes sense a little bit, but then also a series of video games. Do you remember this? I did not. No, I was looking through those, actually, but I don't think I ever played any of those. Yeah, so we may have to cover that in a later episode just for fun or something. But um, they also, over the years, decreased Waldo's like real estate in these illustrations by a lot. So when he was first released in the first book, he was taking, oh gosh, 0.153 square inches of space. Okay, mm-hmm. and then towards the end of this, he was taking up 0.026 square inches. Yeah. So that bitch got hard to find. Yeah, so right? they were like, we need more shit. People keep finding Wal- Waldo. And you're like, that's the point, right? They're like, no. That's the point. Like, no, find other shit. Find the little Easter eggs that we leave for you. I All think these the most herrings. infuriating one is the one that, like, I know there's at least one where it's just like, literally the entire thing is just this entire fucking room full of people that, that are dressed just like Waldo. And I'm like, yep. Fuck all you guys. Like, the only difference is his hair and his glasses. And, like, I don't know, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So the, the 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 book series began to include other characters as well. And this included Wilma, which is Wally's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Wenda, who is Wilma's identical sister, who replaced Wilma for some reason. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like brutal murder. Brutal murder, the dark underbelly of Waldo. Mm-hmm. I love it. There was Oddlaw, who was Wal- uh, Waldo's nemesis. <laughs> he was the one looks... in the orange and the yellow and black, right? Like the a yellow one, <laughs> yellow and black. Yep, he was Oddlaw. I like that as a name. I'm stealing that for the next child Oddlaw. that I'm not having. Um, and then apparently Oddlaw didn't actually do anything really bad in the books at all, but in the TV series, he was frequently shown trying to steal Waldo's magic Life. walking stick. Oh. I don't get. Hmm. I don't. Oh, that's right. He does have. He does have one. But then he also has the dog with glasses too, like the Harry Potter dog. dog. The dog is named Woof. That's Waldo's dog. And then Wizard Whitebeard, which I definitely remember. He was he was a wizard with a super long beard, and apparently his first his first appearance in the book, um, when he first appeared, he was responsible for sending Wally on a quest to discover the truth about himself. What? what the fuck? Like, guys, there's no time for character development in this thing where no. I'm just trying to find the dude in the fucking scene. Like, I don't know what yeah. you're trying to tell us about was, story about. Was, was Waldo um, an orphan? That I just want to find him in the book. I just, just want to like find him inside this museum. He does look like he's emotionally dead inside. So I could see him trying to find himself in some way. He, seems, he does need to find himself. He does need to go on a journey inside of his soul. And then finally, there were Wally Watchers. Mm-hmm. Which is a fan club of Wally that show up and dress exactly like Wally. I, I keep bouncing between Wally and Waldo. I don't know which he. I don't know who yeah. I am. We should have okay. gone through. He should have gone down that journey with Waldo to figure out who he really is. Yeah, I, which He's I regret now. Charlie. Yeah, I regret. So that's Waldo, and I will say we have a road trip coming up this week, and we are going to be in the car for like twelve hours. And I, you better believe your ass. I bought so many Waldo books off Amazon. Nice. They'd be like, keep these kids occupied. Also me. Also me. <laughs> also me. Comma, this also the thing me. is like, because where's Waldo is like, like, it gets hard, bro. Like, it's like, it's a lot like to look at that many colors and like 
drawing, like mm-hmm. like the I Spy books, I would say are like way easier than Where's Waldo, like an art and drawing and everything like that. It's it's you can draw it in a way that makes it intentionally difficult to find him. Like there's just only so much you can do with real life stuff to make it that much harder to find something. Yep. So. Yep. But Waldo was fun. Wally, Charlie, Ubaldo, Baldic, whoever he is to you, he is Waldo to me. Oui, and I Charlie. found him. And I will say this on a very sweet note. Mm-hmm. We received one from my Buy Nothing group that I I help run in, in my area. I received one from someone today, and my four-year-old son was like, it was the best shit ever to see him find Waldo. I was like, yeah, it rules when you find, like, oh, my gosh, I found him. Like, yeah. It's like, it's good. There are 36 more pages. Go for it, buddy. It's so crazy so, how long you can spend trying to find him, and then when you do, you can't unsee him, like, after that. Never. Like, it's just so wild, like, how hard it was to see him, and then all of a sudden your eyes, boof, just can find him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, thank you for bringing that. I I really You're enjoyed welcome. this one because like I I think books are super important, especially ones like this where it was just like, listen, like you didn't have to buy these books because they were certainly like everywhere, like at your school or like, you know, at like babysitters, just like any kind of random place you probably ran into one of these books at some some way shape or form. So Yep. Um so hey. Um what say you? Uh, you know what? I'll take us out. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. How does that sound? Let's let's amscrape. Let's get the fuck out of here. I got to go find Waldo. Hey, where to find us? All right. If you want to find us on Facebook and Twitter, you're going to hit us up at 90s Court. And Ray, you can... Uh, I'm done with that. There you can <laughs> There you can vote on polls, which we will have a poll obviously up for this as well. So if you want to tell us where's Waldo or I Spy, uh, hit us up at 90s Court. You can also hit us up on Instagram at 90s.court. Um, there's a dot in there, so just remember that. Um, if you'd like to join one of our illustrious, uh, join us and support the show, you can check us out on patreon.com slash 90scourt to become a patron. Um, we do have a lot of bonus content that, we'll, that we've brought out and will be continuing to bring out. Um, so if you'd like to donate and support the show, we would love that. And lastly, as I mentioned before, Love, love, love you guys' reviews and ratings. If you'd like to leave us a wonderful five-star rating and review on iTunes, we would love that and would will very likely read one of your reviews on a future upcoming show. So that's the end of all of the things I had to say. Now, Lisa, what do you got? I'm going to go write a nasty email to the guy who made Ice by Books. He seemed like such a nice guy. But Did he, though? He, Did he when he was stuffing all the pictures full of clowns, mm-hmm. Andy? He was Did like, he I'm going like to get Lisa Randolph as a kid. Um, <sighs> so anyway, so thank you guys again so much for checking out 90s Court. Tell your friends, be cool, stay rad, stay safe. Stay stay away from drugs, kids. And Dare also stay away keep from... keep off drugs. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye. See you.